Friends, today our gospel lesson comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Before we hear God's word read and proclaimed, let us together turn our hearts to God in prayer. It is so true, Lord, that we want to follow you, but can we toe the line and also not carry the cross? Embolden us, Holy Spirit, to follow your path and your leading wherever it goes. Holy Spirit, be in this place, for if you are not, then nothing else matters. And if you are, then nothing else matters. Let the people of God together say, Amen. Hear now these words from Matthew. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This seems to be a good time to tell you something that not all of you might know about me. Would seem a little odd that after all these years, there might be something that you hadn't witnessed, but certain times of the year, a certain persona overtakes me. It's not something that happens like on a full moon, but glimpses of it will occur while I'm a sideline parent watching Huntley and Hadley and Harper and both Emmas play soccer. They're all on the same team. But to really get the full effect of this change, you need to be with me. On the Friday night, a week before Thanksgiving, I'll be downtown, posted near the corner of Wells Fargo, and that's where you can experience what my friends and family call Parade Heather. Some of them are even saying that with me. You see, like Richard said, I love a parade. 
I get stirred up with all the crowds of people. My confidence, my enthusiasm, my extrovertedness comes out and is bolstered by the collective anticipatory excitement. I manage to say something for every single parade entry. Every single one. I'm not exaggerating there. I'm not. I say something to everyone. I yell encouragement. I offer gentle advice. I cheer. I compliment the decoration creativity on every float. I cannot be silent. If I know that you in particular will be in the parade, then I will yell even harder and even louder just for you specifically. I mean, I cannot help myself. Parade Heather lives for a parade. Today, we celebrate the parade of parades. Two parades happened that day in Jerusalem, one coming into town from the east and one coming into town from the west. These parades could not have been more different from each other. I'm not sure that I really have an inkling or a clue what I, Parade Heather, would have chanted or cheered or what compliment I would have used had I been at Jesus' parade that day. Great use of animals, lords. The donkey reminds me of Zechariah 9.9. It, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Matthew's gospel, if you pay close attention, says there were two animals. Did you hear that? A donkey and a colt. It's obvious that Matthew's getting things just a little bit messed up because I can't imagine Jesus riding both of them. <laughs> Truthfully, paying attention is really important, especially with what we might call these well-known stories. For instance, Matthew, Mark, and Luke never mention palms specifically. They mention leafy branches. Only the Gospel of John mentions palms. But the leafy branches and the palms are to remind us of Exodus. Waving branches comes from God's instructions to Moses in Leviticus. You shall take the fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees, and willow of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, so that your generations may know that I brought them out of the land of Egypt. The palm branches signal the people's hopes that like Moses, Jesus will lead a new exodus and deliver the people from bondage. Jesus orchestrates his parade strategically. The moment is right, the timing is right. It's Passover in Jerusalem. So religious pilgrims flooded the city every year during this holiday. Passover is the event 
for Jewish people. It represented the salvation from slavery and oppression, liberation from Egypt and exile, and deliverance that is promised by God. Passover is the event to be celebrated, remembered, lived every single year for the Jews. A religion professor of mine in college taught us what she learned in seminary. You see, this is October 4th or 5th, 1984. She taught us Exodus is the beginning, the real beginning, the first book of the Bible. Genesis is the first book in the Bible. In thematic terms, Exodus is central. It's nuclear. It's the kernel. And it begins the theme of all of scripture. Passover is both a lived memory and a promised present reality, all wrapped up into one. Active remembering meant that the journey to Jerusalem, the ritual sacrifice, the actual destination of going to the temple, all held significance. It's a reenacting of sorts of the Exodus story, and it is the anticipation of deliverance that the Jewish people would be freed from imperial rule. But there are a lot of people in the city And Rome would make sure that peace and order of the empire was seen and felt. So Pilate parades in with his guards. Legions of armed soldiers, chariots, horses, servants, an elaborate and intentional display would have paraded into the city from the west. Pilate's parade was designed to display wealth and power. It was a reminder of who's in charge. It was meant to induce fear and remind the Jews to stay small and loyal. To Rome, of course, their oppressors. Pilate's parade would have commanded cheers and chants of hail, Caesar, son of God. Or Pax Romana, support for Roman imperial peace. Rome's empire was tolerant of faith practices. So if the Jews had to come to Jerusalem for Passover, that was fine. But Rome will only tolerate so much. And Rome will not tolerate a threat to power. Paying close attention, knowing that Herod can't possibly handle a revolt or a riot. Pilate comes into town with military might in order to ensure peace is kept. But on the other side of town, from the east, there is another parade, the real parade. Chants following this itinerant prophet sound different than the chants for Pilate's parade. 
Each of the four gospel writers tell us that the crowds in Jerusalem that day were chanting words from Psalm 118. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It was what they chanted. It was what Jews sang when they would go to Jerusalem for Passover. But they also chant Hosanna. And for me, that's always been a triumphant, happy chant. We did it here this morning with smiles on our faces and praise in our hearts. We love seeing our children parade around the worship space singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I can't even say Hosanna without singing Jesus Christ Superstar as a soundtrack in my head. But this week, this week especially, I've gotten stuck. Because I realize that I can't chant and cheer for this parade of Jesus's the way I usually have. Hosanna is a Hebrew word. Translated, it means save, please, or save, we pray, or save us. We let our children parade around us saying, save us. After what has happened this week in Nashville, Tennessee, Seeing our children chanting Hosanna sounds different. Hosanna, save us. We are left to wonder if Evelyn, William, Haley, Mike, Catherine, Cynthia, even had time to pray that. We are left to wonder how many times Hale thought those words too. What else could have driven a person to do what he did than madness, than trauma, than sickness that seemed overwhelming and incurable? According to the Washington Post, since 1999, when the shooting happened at Columbine High School, there have been 376 school shootings. Since 1999, over 348,000 children have been exposed to gun violence at school. Save us indeed. Jewish New Testament scholar A.J. Levine writes that religious pilgrims often chanted from Psalm 118, which was called a Hallel psalm, meaning a praise psalm. And pilgrims were both asking and pleading for salvation, and at the same time, they were also remembering and affirming 
that God has saved them in the past. So salvation wasn't just some hoped-for future, but in a sense, a very present reality. Any time, she says, the psalm is sung, is the day for salvation. Any time the psalm is sung, is a day for salvation. The kingdom of heaven is present here, she says, if we just pay attention. Aren't there always two parades in town? One whose pageantry flashes powerful domination, shiny weapons, violence, and madness and fear, whose chants show loyalty to empire? And isn't there always another parade whose pageantry is stained with blood, sweat, and tears of the poor and the lonely, the outcasts, the traumatized, the desperate, who cry, Hosanna, save us. Whose parade are we paying attention to? And what kind of parade people are we? Do we find something to shout? Or are we silent? Just like on that day, there is still the need for salvation. There is still the need for liberation. There is still the need for freedom. The Palm Sunday parade reminds us that people still cry out to be saved. And so we ask, when we cry out, will our cries be heard? Will we hear the cries of others? Will God act? Will we? Our children here and our children everywhere are chanting Hosanna. Save us. Will God act? Will we? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen.